You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When I see now what the left side actually is, like this pointing, 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 I can say, oh no, sorry, then I'm not longer part of you because I, I try not to do that. If somebody is a total dick and he like has not like killed somebody but behaves like a total dick, you know, if, if you have to take care that he doesn't kill anybody, you have to take care of that first. But if he's just a total dick, probably not beat him up first. But uh, why the fuck is he acting like that? Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Telemedia, and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer. I hope that you had a killer weekend. I most certainly did. This episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal are Montreal's premier metal promoter, and I'm very stoked to have teamed up with them to bring you Brutal Montreal 2023. Brutal Montreal 2023 is taking place in my hometown of Montreal at MTELUS on April 15th. This year's event will feature performances by Clutch, Amigo the Devil, and Nate Bergman. I'm very stoked to announce that the participating breweries for this year's event include four Origins, Jutebox, La Gabière, Trailway, La Petite Overhopped Canada, and Le Fermentor. If you are planning on getting tickets for this event, you can do so by going to voxenhops.com slash brutalmtl and you'll be taken to the official site where you can grab your tickets. I am beyond stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast and I cannot wait for April 15th for Vox and Hops Brutal Montreal. Very stoked to announce that one of my mass projects that I've been working on for the past five months has now come to fruition. I am talking about Metal Injection Presents Vox and Hops Pit Culture, which is fueled by Yakima Chief Hops. Pit Culture is a global beer club where I've teamed up with breweries from the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Denmark, France, Italy, Cyprus, Japan, and Australia to educate the world about what truly happens in a mosh pit. So far, there has been two collabs that have dropped as a part of pit culture, Yggdrasil Brewing in Japan dropped their Circle Pit Satanic IPA. And Bone Up Brewing out of Boston just dropped their Collateral Moshing this past Friday. I'm beyond stoked to be collaborating with 26 breweries from across the globe to educate the masses about what truly happens in mosh pits. If you would like to find out more information about pit culture, you can head on over to my website, voxenhops.com slash pitculture, and you will be able to see see all of the participating breweries and get some information about when they are dropping their collabs because these collabs will be dropping all throughout the year of 2023. I'm super stoked that on today's artist spotlight, I'm shining some light on Pagan Terms. Pagan Terms is a solo project that started back in 2010. Their first full-length album was released in August 2022, and it's called Putrid Pointless Penance. Get ready, everyone. This is their track, Futile.
was sick if you would like to find out more things about pagan terms and support them you can head on over to their band camp i have put the link to that in the description of the podcast their full-length album which futile is a part of called putrid pointless penance is up there as well as some of their older material massive cheers to pagan turns for being a part of the vox and hops artist spotlight now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If one of your friends happens to be a killer drummer, well, make sure that they know that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 400 episodes where I sit down with some of the world's best metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer. If you were to encourage one of your killer drummer friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today in the podcast, I'm very stoked to be with Cornelius Altamer of Ahab. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 401. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Cornelius Altamer of Ahab. I am very, very stoked to be with you, Corny. Uh, You're actually the third member of Ahab to be on the podcast. And whenever I'm with a member of Ahab, I have a great time. So I know that today's going to be exactly like that. I've been looking forward to this. And let's go. Let's just jump straight into it with a very simple, how has this wonderful year, it's probably the best start of a year um, for globally in the past few years, because uh, we don't want to go there. But how have you been doing in 2023? Yeah, uh, in the first place, uh, last weekend we had the release concert uh, for our new album and um, this was a pain in the ass to prepare and uh, it turned out to be the probably coolest concert of Ahab ever. I was over overwhelmed by how anything, everything, even though even though there were some, uh, some minor fuck-ups, it was still... Uh, still, super, super great show. Everything worked worked very well. So, so yeah, my start in uh, 2023 was uh, pretty, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> a very, very cool way to start off a year to to drop a new album. Massive album for Ahab. We're we're gonna talk about it later. Obviously, I'm talking about the Coral Tombs, which which literally just came out um, January 13th via Napalm Records. We'll build up to that. So that's definitely a cool way to start off a year. Vox and Hops is about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives and music while sharing craft beers. Uh, what beer do you have on your side today, Corny, that uh, we're going to be sharing virtually today? It's called, uh, the company is called Wolves Craft, and it's a super lager. <laughs> very nice. Well, it's, it sounds metal. And then a super, me- like a super lager is a very metal style beer in my, like a, like a nice light lager, because we can drink lots of the metalheads. We like to drink lots of beers. There's all these breweries that want to make metal beers, and then make them 14%, and then we have one of them, and we go for the second one, and then we don't survive the night. We want light, crushable beers for metalheads, people. So I like that very very, very cool. On my side, I'm drinking something special. Um, one of the last ones that I have, this was created for the fourth anniversary of Vox and Hops. Um, 
called Ossuary. Um, from Saint-Cambado, I dropped four collabs for the four-year anniversary. This is the one from Quebec, the province of Quebec. Uh, Saint-Cambado are the best. They make the best beer in Quebec, and I love that I had the chance to make this with them. Shout out to Philip Ivanovic for this killer can art of all the skulls, obviously, Ossuary. So this is a special beer. It's an India Pale Ale, but it was made with Phantasm, and Phantasm is an extract of a grape wine residue. A mou de raisin is what it is in French. And they put that in the beer, and when they do that, it becomes very whiny, um, and they have to use much less hops. So it's a killer, juicy IPA with basically much less hops, but way more expensive phantasm. So cheers to Sankem for doing this. I'm going to crack this, and I would love to hear about your very first beer. You crack your beer, too. My very first beer? Oh! What I really like to tell you in the beginning of uh, this episode is a funny fact that uh, when you mentioned, yeah, we're metalheads, we like to drink a lot of beer and stuff. The funny thing is, my favorite beers to drink are uh, <laughs> the cheapest ones you can find. Like, uh, I call it rehearsal place beer. You can uh, like <laughs> drink, drink. After, after you had a successful rehearsal, you can stay in the rehearsal place and make... Yeah, uh, continue for some hours and get hammered and you can drink one after the other. The fact is when I, when, when, when I was asked to do this with you, it was like, cool, oh man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massive Cryptopsy fan. This would be super huge and I hate IPAs. In general, I can say, <laughs> I actually, I hate any kind of craft beer. And I'm wondering if I have, the, if, if I will hate this one I picked because I never Maybe. bought it before. But I thought it's probably funny to have somebody uh, forced to drink a craft beer who, who, who really doesn't like it. So I, I thought, it, yeah, this is a, probably a cool attempt to this uh, show. So, yeah. I like it very much. So, so, so let's do it. This is the experiment right now. Corny does not like craft beer. He bought a craft beer to be on Vox and Hops. Let's see what he thinks about this wolf beer here. It's... It's because it tastes like something. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, it does. In fact, it tastes like too much. It, it's probably, but, but it, it's not. It's, it's not that bad. Mm, it's probably not a taste I would have mm, in my drink. It's rather a taste I'd, I'd expect if I go to a sawmill and bite the table there or something like that. Oh, lick, lick, okay. lick the saw blade or something like that. It's very woody. It says fruity. I cannot uh, confirm that. But what do I know? I just know about wine and whiskey. <laughs> if it comes to beer, I like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Thank you for, for sacrificing your palate uh, to hang out with me on Vox and Hops. Uh, that's interesting. Licking a saw blade. That'd be a, like a very metal way to describe a beer. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> This is gorgeous. On my side, I do like IPAs, which is why I made one. Pours out with a generous head. Uh, this is months old, and it's holding up. Killer. It's one of the last few I have. Huh, cheers. cheers. <laughs> it's juicy. It's got that whiny, dry finish. Killer. Love it. Ossuary. Vox and Hops. Second bottle. That's it. If you didn't get one, people, they're gone. Um, so first beer. Take you I mean, all the way back. These rehearsal beers. Beers, um, crushable beers that you can just go through a bunch of them without actually having too much uh, offensiveness in your mouth it's really I, I really try to think in the back of my mind during the last few minutes but i i really don't think that i i will find the the the, the, the you know the this very first happening of the first beer because i'm pretty sure um <clears throat> sorry i, I <laughs> it's, it's that, it, i'm sorry it's, uh, wolf, wolf, wolf. <laughs> Wolfcraftish burp. I'm trying to be serious here, but obviously it was the howl. It was the wolf howl. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember uh, from my early youth, uh, I, I rather remember what what drinking beer was like, the feeling I had. Because uh, if you're not uh, probably very very sick person if you are young and try out this it's probably uh, very likely that you're uh, with your friends and not on your own so <laughs> like imagine that is, Im that imagine, is most most accurately imagine yeah. imagine a 13 year old trying beer on his own and getting hammered on his own this would be kind of a like a case for, uh, i have i have spoken to people like that it, it, it has happened and now they don't drink anymore oh 
okay, okay. If, if, if it turns out like that, probably, but this is what I'd like to say. Somebody who, who gets hammered at the age of 13 on his own is probably rather a case for a doctor than for a Vox and Hops. <laughs> so, no, it was uh, the feeling we had drinking beer. Because, yeah, at the age of 13 or 14 or whatever, we were a bunch of very young metalheads. We were into, yeah, we already were into bands at this age for sure. I remember situations we, we, we uh, took uh, one of these old school CD players with uh, these huge batteries in there, a bunch of CDs, and yes. went, went to an abandoned place or into the woods or whatever, somewhere where we could <laughs> drink and smoke and get high and whatever, and blasting metal music. And the worst case that could happen is somebody forgot the fucking spare batteries and uh, we had to run back to to the town to find a find a whatever gas station to get new batteries or or no music Amazing. at all so yeah you know this is one of the typical early beer drinking situations so it, something very special this uh, if, if i if i think about it and um, probably that's the cooler way to start drinking beer if you do it uh, with your friends like yeah we will it was it rarely happened that we were less than 10 people so we were always a bunch of very, very noisy young men out in the woods <laughs> getting hammered. <laughs> Which is a very good way to start. And I was actually with um, the people that I had my first beer with over 25 years ago now. Last weekend, it was my friend Vince's. Shout out to Vince if you're listening to this. Uh, his 40th birthday. And uh, it was cool to be with them again. People that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I remember that first beer. And it was friends. And it was music. And it was exactly that. And that sense of camaraderie and growing up becoming not children anymore is, is is something cool and you shouldn't drink alone never drink alone people it's not a good thing you know, you know there's wait, one thing there's there's one situation i like drinking alone i remember it was last year the last time i kind of had a day off on my own being alone and it was two days i was on my own alone and i picked the guitar and finally i wrote riffs and riffs they, they came you know they came out of me and I was there not getting totally hammered but having some glasses of whiskey just noodling on the guitar without any purpose and uh, yeah riffs coming out riffs coming out it was all death metal riffs I was writing so obviously I was in a, in a death metal mood but yeah I, I think probably is it is not healthy and actually it isn't healthy to drink at all if we are honest but um, if you do it with people it has um the social component, which is e extremely important for people, especially for people like me. So yeah, uh, drinking alone, the only excuse I can give is uh, uh, writing riffs and enjoying the moment with a fine glass of whiskey or something like that. <laughs> something refined. I like uh, Refined with a purpose. I like that. And uh, you are very, very close to someone that knows everything about the negative effects of drinking because I did have Christian Deegan, the session bassist of Ahab, on the podcast back on episode 230, uh, my first year doing Sober February, and he went through the exact science of why people shouldn't be drinking. And like just now, recently in Canada, they've like rewritten the whole laws of how many drinks are good for you, and it's basically none. And that's exactly what Christian was saying to me two years ago. So uh, well, he's he's a very remarkable person because you know he's 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 absolutely not like like a boring person. Absolutely, it's it's it's, no. it's the opposite. And uh, but he's actually never drunk. He likes to drink beer very much, actually. But he never drinks more than two or oh, if, if it's three. I, I guess I've seen him f drinking four beers once and then he said, oh, probably should have been only three or something like that. So he's, he's, uh, he just doesn't need any more. Yeah, and he's uh, this uh, nutritionist. So, yeah, he absolutely knows about stuff. <laughs> very interesting. And yeah, I was very stoked to have him on the podcast to showcase uh, that. Uh, the negative effects of alcohol as much as I love it uh, soundtrack of your youth when you're growing up in your parents or guardian's house what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio what music did your parents or guardians listen to uh, there was never radio only classical music only that's it classical music yeah my father is a pianist or yeah nowadays rather an organist and my mother was a singer uh, she doesn't sing so much anymore, but yeah, they are studied musicians, and uh, yeah, 
only Beethoven and Mozart and Bach and Rager and whatever. So yeah, when um, yeah, that's what's in it. And yeah, and actually, when I when I when I asked my father once, no, 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 it happened, happened the other way around. My cousin was the one who showed me the left-hand path of music because when I was nine years old, he showed me uh, Abbott for Destruction from Guns N' Roses. And from the yes. very, very super first tone, the intro, I was hooked. I was like, what the fuck is this? I, what is I've this never song? heard that before. Can you please play it from the start and turn it a little much bit up? Louder, can you please play it louder? Yeah, and um, of course my parents, in the first place my father, didn't like that at all because uh, my father is very Catholic and um, these mm -hmm. um, drug-using drug rock persons were probably... <clears throat> sorry, the Wolfscraft again. Um, were probably <laughs> not an influence he wanted to, to have on his scene on his son, but uh, yeah, it happened. And then he tried to convince me to... To, to the, the Beatles and the Stones, the few records he had uh, from back in the days. That, that was that was that was acceptable though for your father. Yeah, yeah but I don't know why. Besides the fact that it was the music he knew when he was young, there's not pedagogically there's absolutely no reason why this was acceptable. Acceptable, but Guns N' Roses it wasn't. Yeah, but and, and I liked it. Yeah, I liked the Beatles. I liked um, Rolling Stones, um, uh, but uh, it didn't keep me from. Getting from Guns N' Roses to Iron Maiden to Sepultura to Cannibal Corpse to Terrorizer. <laughs> so did, did you have to do that secretly? Mm, no, 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 no. I had tapes from, you know, elder boys from school gave me tapes. They recorded for me. Yes, people. Yes. Children, and, and, children listening. The, 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 in our day and age, it wasn't just at our fingertips. We had to get it. And you needed you needed wonderful humans to to dub tapes for you, which is take an original tape and record it onto another tape because there was these tape decks with two slots. Yeah, <laughs> and then you would get this this copied version of something, and every copied version was a little bit less good, right? <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing, and uh, the gifts that we would receive, and then you'd appreciate it like so much more. So much more than a digital file. That's unbelievable. I'm sorry. I'm 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 sounding like an old, old, crotchety old man. Yeah, no, no, yeah, maybe it sounds like, but it isn't because it was a very beautiful thing. Because I'm 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 like I, I kept a lot of those tapes. Uh, I I still have them, and um, I was in a lucky position to get a, a lot of first-hand copies. Uh, that means they were directly copied from the city and not the, the original six or eight yeah. copy from another tape. So yeah. Um, When my parents got divorced, I told my mother everything. <laughs> Because, well, now I can tell you. <laughs> She was a little bit shocked about things. Everything, everything you had been exposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I should have done it secretly. Because uh, even though actually there was no, no particular reason for these fights, but uh, for sure I needed merchandise. I love band merchandise. It's just the coolest. I have, uh, you know, I, I have... I have 34 Iron Maiden shirts or what I collect merch no way. yeah and they're oh, all yeah. of them are older than 93 so none of this dad rock music just uh, you know <laughs> no the OG shit I like that every two fucking weeks or similar um, I my dad started a huge discussion about uh Uh, the dangers of Satanism and um, uh, what what happens if I'm being drawn into uh, you know in, in in such sect thing or whatever and yeah for no reason at all but uh, this had to happen or or every two weeks <laughs> out of the blue <laughs> really interesting see that definitely happened a lot in the states but I always pictured Germany being more open minded. Because the states had like Tipper Gore that was doing the whole <laughs> yes. uh, pushing the 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 explicit uh, lyric, whatever explicit content sticker that she put on everything. Where does that epic, obviously iconic D. Snyder uh, speech where he shows up looking like himself, and then he pulls out this crumpled up piece of paper and he reads so eloquently, such a brilliantly composed uh, discourse defending the art of metal, you know, of free creative thought. Um, yeah. So, so I, I would expect that from like in the States, but to have such a, 
fear of you being roped up into Satanism and stuff. Uh, Norway too, I'd also be concerned a bit more too because of all the church instances. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Has, has your dad like turned around? Is he more opening? He had no, like he just accepted that, that you're an adult now. And <laughs> it just depends on one, what you mean with turned around. If you mean t- turned around with getting extreme, uh, more, even more extreme, extremely extreme, then you're right. Yeah. He's probably oh, the, wow. the, the most, okay. the most Catholic man on the planet. Probably. Um, I have, I kind of feeling like a bad son because I haven't talked to him in two years now, but, uh, oh, wow. um, you know, I just, don't every every time was a fight basically yeah no it's, it's no not anymore because i'm f- fucking 40 years old but uh, uh when you know visiting him or being on the phone with him always ends up in uh, after five minutes of normal conversation it ends up in a uh, liturgy p- prayers and uh, whatever all this all this catholic shit and uh, I actually assumed I made my point clear what I'm thinking about fascistoid stuff like organized religions and stuff like that. I absolutely am no fan of that. Absolutely no. Abs- no, really. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I love that I'm able to think in kind of free ways and uh, I don't need... Uh, and religious guidance why would i need that because uh, religious guidance from the very very first second on i accept religious rules it would make me less open to other people i meet from wherever absolutely and, uh, yeah. actually uh, this is this is the, uh, the the paradox on it because i think this is the biggest blasphemy you actually can do you should appreciate uh, how cool People besides you are living on this planet. You just have to discover them. But if you have certain rules that uh, don't allow you to do this, or no, this is forbidden as well, and you can't know because no, he's toxic because or no, this is poisonous. What the fuck is going on? No, I right. I like to choose the poison. I uh, by the way, it's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do agree. I do agree that that that, that the, the, we need to confront differences and i feel like as the internet world has expanded um it's just created more and more little pockets of like-minded people that stay closer and closer tight-knit units together and then it becomes more of a confrontation between these different units and no one is actually exchanging and actually listening to each other anymore because you're constantly surrounding yourself with like-minded people which is scary yeah yeah, absolutely. I'm totally with you. I realize this. I absolutely realize this. And I try to, I, I try to, you know, the, the things, I, I try to do this not so much in private. I try to um, get into conversation which uh, are not absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, comf- comfortable, yeah. And, and, and I try to listen to what other people are saying, even even though I do not agree, absolutely, because in the first place, this converse, this kind of conversation may not the most may not be the most enjoyable, but uh, it uh, are the ones which are in the first place interesting, because it's just interesting. I think it's super rewarding to 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 challenge your your dogmas. And to 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 break open these these boundaries we have in our mind to have conversations with people outside of what we expect is the norm doesn't mean they're right. And and when you have a conversation with someone, it doesn't mean that you agree with them. And it's okay for you to be friends with someone you don't agree with. And that's something that's lost on a lot of people. Friendship it can can be mean more than just sharing the same ideology. Yeah, and then you know this is the. This is actually the only the only way to make uh, I guess the, the the planet a more comfortable place because the way it's going at the moment is absolutely uh, this is the reason why I uh, yeah you, you know it's, it's like we 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 simply can't continue the way that everybody's pointing at each other and you 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 know I had I had um, I had some very interesting talks, and the funny thing is, they ended up all the same. It was after after the pandemic when we we went out 
to finally play some shows. I met several people and uh, the funny thing is it was uh, people who have been in the grindcore scene for a long time, like like real grind boys uh, who are political people. You know the, the the typical people, people that live people that live at um, at obscene extremes. Yeah, 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 exactly. People who listen to Napalm Death and uh, live that and stuff, and and they were all like the same. They were absolutely. Um, if we as uh, educated people do not stop pointing at each other and waving like a left flag in front of us, which says, "Look at me! Look at me! I'm a bit I'm a bit lefter than you." You maybe can you see me? Like, like the Eric Cartman thing. Can you see me? I'm a little bit better than you. The trainer, I'm a little bit better than the other ones. Like this thing. Look, look at me. Look at me. How good I am. This uh, separates the whole side of people who actually are not the problem for for the planet. And uh, if we who actually are on the same side, like. We try to, uh, yeah, to to be tolerant and everything, and we try to care about each other, which is which is actually a thing that uh, in the beginning I thought it was a, a kind of left thing from the left side, but um, when I see now what the left side actually is, like this pointing, 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 I can say, oh no, sorry, then I'm not longer part of you because I I try not to do that. If somebody is a total dick. And he like has not like killed somebody, but behaves like a total dick. You know, if, if you have to take care that he doesn't kill anybody, you have to take care of that first. But if he's just a total dick, probably not beat him up first. But uh, why the fuck is he acting like that? Exactly. Let's go to the root of the evil, the root of the rottenness. There's rottenness somewhere on this plant yeah, yeah. of this human. Let's imagine the human is a plant. There's something rotten there. What is rotting him? Yeah, because in in essence, human humans we're all good. There's 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 always something that's poisoned or or, or spoiled us. Not spoiled as in like given us too many things, but has turned us rotten. Yeah, this is you know the best example. It's the very 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 best example that has given itself. It's not a made up story. It's true. Um, German Fridays for Future thing and uh, some girl was booked to play music there, whatever, and then they uh, after they booked her because they liked her lyrics or whatever, I don't care they found out and she looked. they looked at her picture that she's a white girl wearing dreadlocks and she was exactly cancelled and I was like judging somebody by his look this is actually where, where it starts. So please tell me, how am I supposed to look then? Tell me how... Okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white male that I don't have hair is a great coincidence because this is exactly what I'm supposed to wear. But you, you're white and male as well. Shave your head, you have to look like that. You know, you know where, where we are here. And they don't even realize that this is actually acting... Like, I, I, I hate to overuse this word because it's being used so extremely frequently nowadays, but actually, this is a, a, a fascist thing to tell somebody you have to look like. And um, on, on in second place, um, yeah, it's cultural appropriation. Which culture? From which African or Viking or whatever tribe cultural appropriation? There were so many cultures wearing, wearing dreads back in the days. This is the second thing, and the third thing is if we don't start copying each other when we see things we like at each other. Uh, now, if we don't continue, uh, we won't create new music anymore. How, how did our favorite music come into being? It's, you know, blues, punk, rock, jazz. This is because things mix, and this is the most beautiful thing that can happen on Earth. Mix things and look what, what becomes out of it. This is an example for a, for a, for a, for actually it's a catastrophe we're in here because people have realized that the world is so fucked that we can't change anything anymore not no matter what we're doing and so we are creating small problems like this which we easily can solve by uh, after we booked somebody just to cancel oh no we can't take you because you're you're, uh, you, 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 you're practicing uh, cultural appropriation. And then I have done something good. I have solved the problem. 
I think this is the actual state of the world and this is uh, alarming. <laughs> People creating problems that they have problems problems they can solve because the actual ones are way too big. I, I do agree with uh, most of it. I, I think that uh, if we put our energies cumulatively together, we could probably solve a lot more things than just canceling some girl because she has dreadlocks. Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. <laughs> on that note, let's move on to the Coral Tombs. Uh, new record just came out. Um, it's different. It's cool. It's I, I don't know if you're, you're very close to it. Right? I know it's like being in a band and, and having a new record. I'm in that process right now. You're very, very close to it. I don't know if you realize how I've, it's very different from previous material. The, the melodies are so much more prominent and giving the music a bit more breath. And then the, the extreme gutturals. Uh, take take me to, to the evolution of Ahab. Uh, once again, you have a whole thematic. You have no choice. You're stuck for the rest of your career um, underwater. That's okay. Um, but you guys have evolved musically. So, so take me to the evolution of what happened here. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'm not so, you know, I don't have a, a proper distance yet to, uh, again, wolfish. <laughs> the wolf, the wolf howl. <laughs> the grim wolf is speaking out of me. <laughs> From the Norwegian super frost forest. No, uh, the, the evolution, actually, actually, in the first place, uh, there was uh, five children in the families of the other ones and a pandemic. So in the first place, there was no evolution at all. We knew, yeah, new record, actually, we'd like to, oh, children, ah, pregnancy, ooh, pandemic, fuck. Yeah, and because we just function in a certain way, and, and this way absolutely includes meeting each other in the rehearsal space. You guys jam for real. There's no, like, riff exchanging. You guys jam it out. No, 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 that's not the point. We, we, we actually prepare a lot of stuff at home, and the most of the riffs are written at home. But to, uh, to, to get in the mood for an album, we cannot just talk about, ah, guys, have you read the book? Okay, I think the uh, first chapter, which makes a good lyrical groundwork, is this, well, and also please write riffs which sound like a, a coral reef, ha, ha, ha. Um, it doesn't work like that. When we write at home, but we always have we have to meet in between uh, these things we do at home. We have to meet in the rehearsal space too, because no, no nothing happens in Ahab if we don't meet. You know, like uh, our chat is with the band chat is a is, is a disaster. It's an absolute fucking disaster. I, I, I despise fucking smartphones because it yeah, misunderstanding. Oh yeah, every everywhere, and uh, Ahab only works if we meet. And for sure, when we meet, we play a lot, we rehearse, and then we everybody gets tasks for doing at home. Oh, that clean part there is super boring. Can you please write another clean part? But the rest of the... Whatever, everybody has to do something. But then, uh, even though somebody erases the first clean part and replaces it with another clean part and sends the file around in the Dropbox and ask now I've I've exchanged the file I, I've I've swapped the files with a better clean part can you please listen and tell me if it's better I can swear you there will be no reaction until we meet next again one week really before, one oh, that's week, brutal one, one week before we meet so 
Uh, guys, where in the Dropbox actually is the new song that I can practice it? It's one week before and it's where it always is in the folder which has the name <laughs> Album 2023. The, to, to be honest, the folder in the fir first, the name was 2020. Then the folder was re renamed 2021 and finally uh, 22 and then uh, the Coral Tombs. So it was never <laughs> a 23 folder. Yeah, but it, it, this is the way it happens or it doesn't happen. We um, always have to meet in person and then everything works. Everybody does his. Then we have to meet again. Uh, so, yeah. And this made us take such a long time in the first place. But uh, on the other hand, even though this is time... Sometimes is a, a, a little bit annoying uh, to work that way. Um, probably time, the, the time it took was uh, there for, for some reason, because I, 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 I think as well that it might be, might become, when I have the distance in, let's say, three years, might become our best album so far. I, I have a feeling like that, because this time... Uh, we, we we didn't change the the way uh, to compose it, but but we have we had a, the approach was something clearer. It was not like that we talked about it, but uh, after having uh, the giant, which became clearly more more progressive, um, and then uh, 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 the boats of the Glen Carrick, which uh, um, still have the perfect cover because it's so colored, and the the record is pretty colored. There's a lot of going on, and, and the one we now have uh, is simply a little bit darker. You can, yeah, it's, uh, you, can, you can judge it from the, from the cover artwork as well. It's darker than the previous ones. And this was something we didn't like. Uh, so, uh, guys, uh, now let's say we make a darker album. But it was more like um, it was more like uh, some. I think it was Christian asking, "Oh, is it possible that we that the riffs we wrote are a little bit darker?" Then what we had before, everybody, yeah, 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 cool, let's continue that way, I like it. So, yeah, it worked that way. And uh, for the very, very, very first time in the history of Ahab, our dear captain, Daniel Drosse, had uh, more than zero vocal lines before entering the studio. And the very first time in Ahab's history. All the vocals which are on the records are improvised. It's always been, yeah, it's improvised. We had lyrics. W weren't you concerned as a band that, that it, it would not be something that you guys would all appreciate? If he had nothing that it, it, when he's recording it, since you guys have spent so long dissecting and making the songs exactly what you wanted it to be, weren't you worried that he might pull something off that you wouldn't appreciate? No, because uh, this time it didn't happen, funnily, but, but actually I'm... In the studio as well, when the vocals happen, because uh, I recorded him on the Divinity of Oceans, and it was mm -hmm. it, it was That's just true. simply the, the work was very cool. We created his uh, yeah his his vocal lines and his guitar solos were like for sure he did most of the work, but we were like creating them together. It was very intimate. It was very cool. So I was always there when he was vo uh, recording vocals. And the uh, next point is um, from the Giant of, uh, record on, we have been working with uh, my dear friend Jens uh, Siefert at uh, Rama Studios in Mannheim in southern Germany. And um, sometimes he makes some cheesy suggestions for vocals, but uh, I think in the end, if something is not good, he would tell Daniel because he has the... Jens has the... He's probably the most musical person on the planet. He, he like, breathes music. He can hear things I... No, no, I understand. Chris is the same in Cryptopsy, Christian Donaldson. He's, he's, we'll be somewhere on tour and there's an air conditioner. He's like, oh, you hear that? That's, that's this. I, oh, no, give me my guitar. And then he can, you know, one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm sure him, Jens and Chris would probably get along. The producers tend to like Chris and... People work with Christian Donaldson. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. That, I, I'm stoked. Uh, something that, that for me, <clears throat> we're prepping right now and we're like imagining like a release. Uh, were you concerned 
when you saw that the release date was so early in 2023 because there's this like gap that happens when bands are releasing albums uh you don't want to release an album at the end of a year because then it will be forgotten and then there's the two early in the year and you guys definitely went with very january 13th it's like the second week of releases for a new year was that ever a concern of dropping an album so early in a year that it won't make the impact hypothetically that it would have made if it came out let's say in march or something actually it's it's a very good question but i think uh it it was it was uh, a proposal of the record company to release it on january 13th and I think uh, it, it, it might be the truth uh, that all four of us were too busy with the fucking album that <laughs> we just uh, didn't think about that. It's 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 thirteenth. Okay, then be it. Let's go. We have to. Okay, first you know this is the schedule, and and then it turned out uh, we were like yeah uh, f- you know th- this this whole schedule was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster because it was a huge misunderstanding beforehand. Because for some reason I wasn't the one who was talking to our studio guy Jens. Uh, it was another band member, and so uh, things uh, happened uh, um, with. Now uh, you know things ended up that in the very week I took off to prepare for the record, to sit at home and think about drum fills and everything and like creating them. That I had to record the album in that Shit. week, six weeks before my recording date. Shit. So okay. um, that, that 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 fucked up a lot of my of my schedule, my my personal schedule and everything. And um, still, this is the uh, the best drum sound I ever had on any I have records by far. This was absolutely the, the, the best drum recording in the world. Um, it's just it's it's there's no digital delay nothing. This is just uh, the studio. You can hear on those fifty six microphones or whatever. And um, when when just we and when we entered the studio, when you know I was pretty angry and I traveled there like ah, fuck. Recall that now. Well then, I in the first place I I I, I did one thing. Um, okay, if I have to record this album here, then I will record uh, the debut album for my hard rock band called. Fisted Mister in the same Ooh. week, in the same week, and I did on the same drum set. You know, big, you. big Ludwig twenty-six inch kick and the, uh, you know, the one that you can hear on the I have record. I did that, and from the very first second, I entered the studio and I was in conversation with Jens. Everything was uh, like uh, on clouds. Uh, head, heading the heading there, you were in dark clouds, and then as you arrived in the studio. Yeah, it was the, the 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 clouds in the studio were uh, rather purple than dark then, and uh, you know when we we were still in the staircase before even opening up the studio, he was like, three days I grew, I, I I dreamt your the positioning of your overhead microphones. Let's try that. Let's yeah. try that. Yeah, and this yeah. is ex- this is exactly producers, man, the yeah. best. I love them, and it, it exactly is the way it ended up because really. <laughs> He, he was like, why the fuck haven't I done that earlier? Unbelievable. Some people are meant to do what they do, right? And, and people don't understand this. People that aren't in the music industry don't understand the importance of a producer. No, no question. They think question. everything's digital nowadays. Ahab's not a band that does it like that. So. Cryptopsy, a little bit more. I, uh, I'm a, as I said, I'm a huge Cryptopsy fan. And, um... You know, all the, the beauty in your music, and I'm a fan from the very first album. I, I recently bought the reissues of Blasphemy uh, and, and, and my favorite album, uh, Non Survival, and, 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 and yeah, Whisper, Supremacy. And I think these productions, they're not so powerful as your modern productions, but they breathe more. And... Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see. We'll see what the new one. We tried to make a blend of each. Because please, please, please be aware. You're probably some of the best musicians on earth. Absolutely. Flo Meunier is the, the super beast. I've it, There's simply no drummer like him. Why do you sound so unorganic? Please, mm-hmm. We're working you, on it. The we're, best, there's there's, why, there's why, a big why, threat about it. And our label, which I can't talk about, 
pushed us to make him sound more organic. So mm-hmm. I hope that you're satisfied, Corny. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can send stuff. I will send stuff your way to Chad, and you'll, you'll let me know. But uh, sadly, <laughs> it will be finished by then, and I can't change anything. Uh, something that's very, very important for me uh, is talking about mental health. Uh, something uh, for yourself. Like when you're not feeling well, if you feel like something is on your mind, something that's weighing upon you, what is your tactic to make yourself feel better? Meeting people. My friends, meeting my friends, it's always my friends. It's, um, I, I can make out stuff with myself, but if it's heavy stuff, I need somebody. But I have, I have a lot of very close friends, so um, this works out. But, but it's, it's, it's an interesting question because I'm just thinking about it. You know, this year has been extremely busy the last year, and now these things are happening, which uh, I, I, I mix up dates and my this this collaborates so very well with my stupid phone not updating calendars and this tells me um, I should take care more care of my mental health because now I am um, jumping from uh, angry to upset to helpless to ah cool I have to mix the vocals for for the hard rock band you to uh, to excited and I think um, <laughs> this is probably not the the most healthy thing to do so yeah you're, you're right I, I should uh, find out a strategy to 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 um avoid mental health issues <laughs> mm-hmm. well your friends are there for you um so so go to them and there, there, there's there's strategies and and things out there that help with scheduling and getting your phone to update and not get booked in 500 kilometers apart in two different bands and two different venues and, and i'm sure you'll find a solution you got a few months i i believe in you I'm, I'm gonna ask my wife she's a scientist she will she will she will do something for me. <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing this whole new segment called fight the hops uh where is i'm curious if there's anything in your life a very small goal that you're working on right now that you hope to accomplish throughout the next few months. What are you doing right now to fight the hops? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it's very boring. I want to get rid of this stupid pain in my elbow. This is what I'm focusing on right now, but this is not nothing very interesting. But what, what, what I accomplished, which I was like a feeling re- like even like feeling reborn was um, during the pandemic. I bought new bass drum pedals, and you know I've always been a huge death metal fan. I've always played death metal, but I never ever mastered to play these top speeds. Like yeah, the probably people I've talked about before. Or so so no so no no. Did you learn how to do heel toe? Is that where this is? Yeah yeah. I'm amazing. Two eighty right now. Fuck you. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. This is what's it's a weird wor- thing. It's so different than than like the heavy foot pound it's a completely different thing the swivel technique uh, yeah and i found out i found out i even i even took lessons the month before the the pandemic started at uh, martin hip flexor in vienna <laughs> drum nerds might know the person when i say martin hip flexor martin satan jovanovic who played uh, in berfigor and stuff like that yeah but um Ankle techniques, swivel techniques, it didn't work out for me. And then the fucking pandemic hit and I had this beautiful bass drum pedal. And I was like, what the fuck? I have now during the pandemic, I have to I have to work for two afternoons. The rest of the week is fucking free. So I went to the rehearsal space every day for five to eight hours and not practicing. I did not practice. I was just fooling around, trying stuff, stuff I hadn't done. This is something I hadn't done in... 20 years or something like that just fooling around not practicing stuff or playing just fooling around and then actually it one day it clicked I tried to figure it out and then in the in the very second later I could not believe what was on my fucking monitor I never had this on my monitor I always had this on my you know from a concert PA when I was in the auditory <laughs> or from a from from an LP or something like that but never in my monitor was oh Where's this machine gun on my bass drum coming from? Yoo-hoo, I did it. Because I spent several, some days just fooling around and trying things. And yeah, this was uh, the coolest achievement I made in years. Because finally I can play my favorite music as it belongs to be played. You know, I've always been a better funk or jazz drummer than a death metal drummer. And I've been playing death metal since 1998. 
Wow. But I've always been a better funk drummer. Now, with, at the age of, it was two years ago, age of 38. Your feet, your feet caught up to your hands. So that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, finally clicked. I found my technique. It's still, it's still not single strokes, what I would actually prefer to be able to do, but... I don't care as long as can as I can play as fast as I want. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, that's an F, an excellent example of how you fought the hops. There's something that you wanted, you put the work in, and then you achieved it. But uh, I mean, you had to try a multitude of different things. It's not just taking lessons from a person that knows how to do it. You had to go into the room and discover it yourself. Yeah, this is the first thing before practicing, just discovering, just finding out finding my my mom which is the door i can use to get access to this secret room you know like drummers like 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 what i said martin jovanovich he can play all techniques if you tell him to play 280 swivel technique uh on a card box where he has, has attached a toilet flush <laughs> for, for as pedals he could do that and then now in heel toe please he could do that as well But I'm not like him. I had to find my very own door. And finally, I found it. For me, there's probably only one door, but there is a door. Ha! One last question. The classic Vox and Hops wrap-up question. Uh, it probably doesn't happen to you very often, but every once in a while it happens to everyone. And maybe, you know, when you have too many of those post-jam um, crushable beer sessions and you you tend you know instead of running to the closest store to buy batteries you run to the closest store to buy more of those crushable post jam beers what is your hangover cure suffering suffering yes. suffering suffering <laughs> the only answer yeah suffering <laughs> what what uh, yeah there, there's no it's it's yeah the most death metalish word in the world suffering because uh Uh, you know, if I'm sick or I have this to fight this stupid elbow pain, for sure I take painkillers. But, uh, you know, it's my fucking very own fault that I got hammered the day before. So uh, I have to suffer. It's cathartic uh, to suffer the day after. I really don't like it and I'm cursing myself all day long. But yeah, there is nothing else than suffering. <laughs> Corny. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with me, talking about your life, talking about music, talking about hating craft beer, uh, talking about, <laughs> you know, thinking, thinking for yourself, um, challenging the, the finger pointing leftists. Um, I like it. I, I had a good time and I'm honestly looking forward to hanging out face to face one day soon and I'll drink craft beer, but you won't. And that's okay. Massive cheers to you. This was amazing. Everyone, go check out the Coral Tomes. You will not be disappointed. And uh, I'll, I'll list all the other bands that Corny's a part of, because he's a drummer, and he's they're in lots of bands. Massive cheers, yeah. Corny. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for having me. And um, I hope to do this together with you in person. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an awesome conversation. I'm so damn stoked that I got to connect with another member of Ahab. Uh, I love hanging out with members of Ahab. They are always very intelligent. The conversation always goes in a super interesting direction. It becomes its own entity in itself. It's happened with each member of Ahab, so I'm damn stoked to have had the chance to connect with Corny. Cannot wait to hang out with them at MDF 2024 because Cryptopsy is also performing there alongside Ahab. I can't wait to hang out and hypothetically crush a bunch of uh, beers with Cordy and maybe uh, a few other members. It's going to be a good time. A very good time indeed. Massive cheers to Corny for hanging out with me. If you have not checked out The Coral Tombs, you definitely should. It is an album that will end up on a bunch of year-end lists. It's a special record. It's a record that will stay in people's minds despite the fact it coming out so early in 2023. I am confident of that. Now, Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. When you do that, you shall receive one email a week that contains all of the details of everything that has happened in the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You'll get to see which episodes I dropped. You will get to see which episodes I have coming up. You will get to hear about any projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. You will also get to see which albums the Vox and Hops Album Review Crew have reviewed 
recently, and you will get to see which albums Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' Metal Architect himself has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. There is always a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast, and I hate when you miss a single thing, so please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal podcast is brought to you by Sound, Telemedia, and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of the week. I will be back with one episode on Friday, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The The Corner Corner of Gray Street. Street.